all over the place, uh, unusually for me. And um, it's Sunday, because uh, I don't think I'm going to be around tomorrow. So I'm doing this day early, and also uh, I've been having trouble with the microphone, because I've got a new microphone, and I've just seemed to have wasted two hours. Uh, I need to get back to square one with it. So there we go. Uh, the sun's out. Welcome to episode 151 of Mr. Bird Pods. Well, yes, so tomorrow's bank holiday and uh, we've decided to go out as opposed to going out today, which would have been easier for me because then I could have got my Mr. Bird pods done tomorrow, but that was not to be, is not to be, so uh, that's that. And then um, I've had a bit of a trauma with earphones because I basically, I've got um, a bone that you need to have as USB lead thing to join your headphones into the phone and it's just a short thing and I always tuck the lead down behind my shirt I haven't got earbuds or whatever they're called um, because obviously I will just lose them and I'm not paying £250 for some things I'm going to stick in my ears and then probably lose so um, I always have wired headphones. Anyway, I pulled. I have them tucked behind my shirt. I pulled it out to find I'd lost the little USB connection. So I was a bit cross, but I was in town. Uh, I went up Tottenham Court Road to find that every single um, audio sound, all those places that used to be at Tottenham Court Road, have all gone. Uh, I did manage to find one. Um, they had what I needed, uh, and I tried it on my headphones just to make sure it worked all right at which point the thing i'd lost dropped on the floor so obviously it had got <sighs> tucked stuck behind my shirt somewhere so i've now got two so then after that um because i'm now into summer wear uh, i didn't have any pockets the other day so i put my headphones when i got off the tube put my headphones into the back pocket of my trousers which is the worst possible thing i could do because i then properly sat on them for uh i think i did it twice i managed to sit on it for about two shows and consequently i then broke uh one of the ear things so i've had to get another pair of headphones it's a very traumatic story this and so i've had i've gone for wireless but i've gone for one and they're really difficult to get hold of and i don't know why um but they've just got a little neck thing so you can put them around your neck uh and then they clipped together with a magnet, the two buds clipped together magnetically, so um, you don't lose them. Ideal for what I want, but there's hardly any available. So I'm hoping the ones I've got are all right. Anyway, cut a long story even longer, they've got a microphone on them, so I thought, marvellous, I thought. Uh, I'll try the microphone, and um, it's fine, but it's really, really quiet. Um, hardly registers on, uh, I use Audacity to record and edit this and you basically get a visualization of the noise levels like a graph. Um, so you can see the loud bits are obviously taller than there's quite a bit and it just looks like a line. It's so quiet. You can't even see any of the peaks and troughs, so I can't edit it. So uh, anyway, about six hours of faffing around with that. I've just gone back to the computer, which isn't very good because it just sounds so echoey. But um, just cross now. So, um, yes, it's now 10 past six uh, on a Sunday. 
Uh, there was lots going on in the road and now it's all stopped. So that's exciting. There's usually 101 cars in the road actually, but there's hardly any. But then I realise it's half term, isn't it? Uh, along with um, that holiday Monday tomorrow. So I don't know where I'm going tomorrow. That's yet to be decided. Um, but uh, yes, so I haven't had a run this morning. And I haven't done my yoga, so I've got nothing to say about any of that. I've been uh, I've been quite good with my yoga, uh, although I did one on the root chakra. Now Adrian doesn't talk about chakras very much, but uh, I did this one on the root chakra, and I, I just have no idea what I was doing really, to be honest. Something to do with your pelvis, but uh, I mean it was quite relaxing. I'm getting a little bit more relaxed into my downward facing dogs, but I'm still all over the place with them. Um, but yes, I'm managing, I'm managing a long one on a Monday and shorter ones the rest of the week. So that's all lovely. I have been asked, talking of running, which I wasn't, I was talking about yoga, by um, the hippie family down the road, if I want to do the London Marathon. Uh, for some reason, they thought I was running long distances. I don't know why they thought I was doing any more than 5k. Um, they're not doing anything. So they have suggested that once they get to 5k, we can run together. Now, part of me uh, has now been set the challenge of it would be in 2025. Part of me thinks um, I'd like to do it. And part of me is completely horrified at the thought of doing the London Marathon. I can't think of anything worse, the suffering on people's faces. Uh, the trouble is it's so time consuming. That's the thing. Um, so I don't know. If, see, if they hadn't said anything, I'd have never given it a second thought. Now I'm just up for the challenge. Uh, so I'm going to contemplate that one. You'll never hear the end of it if I do start training for it. I'll have to buy a new pair of... Um, I'll just have to buy a fairly decent kit because the uh, ripped, falling to pieces uh, outfit that I use at the moment is not going to look good on the television. Give me that for free. So, um, yes... So that's all fascinating, isn't it? I've had quite an exciting week, uh, headphones aside. I've just realised I've picked up my 2022 diary instead of my 2023. So I'll have a little pause. Back with correct diary. I've got these sort of random numbers. I've got like a 10-digit number just scribbled into this diary. I've got absolutely no idea what it is or why I've written it. I always do that. Um, May, so uh, Monday was Monday. Tuesday, I went to the hospital for my checkup on the thing on my uh, face, and all is well. Um, the she couldn't look at it properly originally because it was inflamed, and uh, when it's inflamed, she said you can't tell what's going on underneath. So I had to put some cream on it to get the inflammation down, and then go back. And uh, I went back, the information was got, I saw four people. It was like, at one point, it was like being in the zoo. Because I had the first person I saw, uh, I don't quite know who she was. And then she said, the woman who I think is in charge of the dermatology, uh, what's it, uh, might come in. Uh, but then this woman also had this, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what he was, but he spent a lot of time looking into the mirror at himself. Uh, and then, so there was two of them, and then the head of the dermatology, if that's what she is, did turn up, which is really nice. And then she turned up with someone in training. So there was like four people all looking at me, and you can hardly see this tiny little thing on my face. I felt completely, I didn't know where to look. Anyway, 
long story long, it's all well, and the information gone down, and she said basically it's not cancerous, it's just a bit of sun damage or something, but to keep an eye on it, obviously. Uh, so uh, I was quite relieved about that, to be honest. I think I was more worried about it than I thought I was. Uh, so that's all good news. I'm looking at the uh, peaks and troughs on this recording, and they're very different to my usual peaks and troughs, and I don't know why. I can't face re-recording this. Anyway, so that was that. Then Wednesday, uh, I did a couple of shows. That was all lovely. Thursday. Now, Thursday was a very lovely day. I had a Zoom call with my... I have noticed I sniff a lot. I'm sure everybody else has noticed it as well, but I do sniff a lot. And I sniff so much I can't... It just takes too long to edit them all out. So... um yeah, that's by the by. So I had a Zoom call with my um, dramaturg. Now, I'd written my epic play. I'd fiddled around with it. I'd sort of done a second draft of it, uh, but not a major second draft, which I then sent off to the dramaturg. They then uh, read it over, wrote notes out to me, and I think we spent about two hours talking about it over Zoom. Um they gave me lots of advice, uh, lots of suggestions. Um, they were very positive about it. They liked it very much uh, and was honest. I mean, they were being genuine about it, not just because I was paying them. Uh, so it was lovely because it is somebody I do. Uh, they are a playwright and I do admire them, their work. So that was all great. So then I basically went through the notes they very kindly not only gave me feedback notes, but they broke down the play uh, scene by scene and analysed the what they call temperature of each uh, scene. So if it's, you know, if there was a climax or there was tension or there was nothing, it was a flat or it was repetitive of a previous scene. So they, they that was really useful. So I went through it scene by scene. I decided to rewrite it or re restructure it completely not so much rewrite it but restructure it so i restructured it and i've also added in some um sort of ideas of how it's to be staged um which are quite um non-realistic non-naturalistic so uh i sent that back to them and um we had our Zoom chat and they were really, really complimentary about it. They said they were really pleased that I, you know, I'd not just taken note of what they'd originally said uh, or that I'd just taken a note and twiddled around with a few bits, but I'd actually made a really big effort to to work on it and change it and um, engage with it and, and move it forward. Uh, and they said, that's a brave thing to do. Um, they said it's a beautiful play. They really love my voice, uh, which they said is unique. As far as they're concerned, it's unique. And uh, I've done something very ambitious. So what problems there are, and they're not big problems, are now, they said, there's nothing else they can do to tell me what to do with it, advise me, as they did with our first session together. They said it's a matter now of keeping my voice and um, holding my voice and making it better. So they said, you know, it's, it's quite a delicate thing for them to be 
doing now. So they've given me some quite concrete suggestions for some bits and pieces, which I thought were great. So I'm going to put those in. I think uh, there's a there's one scene that needs that needs a big playing around with. Um, and the next thing they said is basically just get it read, read out loud, because then you obviously pick up all sorts of stuff when you hear it in voices that you don't notice when it's on the page. So um, they said they just really, really liked it. Um, and, uh, and it was really nice. So I'm very proud of myself. Uh, and uh, I'm going to keep honing it because that's what I'm doing now. I'm honing it rather than chiseling it. Uh, so to speak, I've gone into some sort of woodworking metaphor. There. I don't know where that came from. So um, talking of which, actually, I am thinking about going on a woodwork course to whittle a walking stick. Um, it's at West Horsley Place, which is where they film um, Ghosts, one of my favourite comedy programmes. Um, been there once and uh, it's not open very often, but they do lots and lots of courses, arty courses, and they're doing a day course. Uh, on a Tuesday, it means getting there at 10 o'clock in the morning, which is going to be a bit of a problem. But um, a day course making a walking stick uh, or something like a walking stick. So I thought I might do that actually. don't know why I've got this urge to make a walking stick anywhere I have. So um, I might do that. There'll be news about that if I do do it. Uh, I've gone off on a tangent now. How did it get onto walking sticks? Oh, yes, metaphors of woodwork. So um, that's that. So I'm very pleased with that. Uh, so Darren apparently, so he's told me, is a very good actor. Um, so I'm taking him on his word, obviously, so uh, he'll help me organise. I'll get the National Treasure involved as well, uh, if they are available. Uh, I don't know, they, they could they could be wrapped up with presenters from front row, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But um, that'd be all marvellous. So that's my next thing, is to just get some people together and get the thing read out loud. Then I also, after a lot of stress and anxious blood, sweat and tears, not so much over the writing, but over the fact I had to write a synopsis, a one-page synopsis of the whole novel and uh, a load of gumph about myself and what my inspiration for was writing it, I've managed to send off the first 5,000 words of the novel uh, to the uh, prize being run by a Scottish literary agency for a novel written by people over 50. So I've got that sent off um, with a help from one of my friends who read through it. And um, it was about the first two and a half chapters, I think, in the end I sent off. And I'm very pleased with it, actually. I'm very, feeling very pleased with myself at the moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that. And then that just leaves my, I've got a short story to write by the end of July and I'm a bit stuck on that at the moment. I haven't had any ideas for it. Um, although there are three themes, but um, don't know, we'll see how that goes. So yeah, so that was all that. So it was a very exciting day actually on Thursday. Uh, and I think Wednesday or Tuesday, I got the uh, novel 5,000 words sent off, which was a huge relief. And then on Friday, uh, went to Dancing at Lunasa at the National Theatre, played by Brian Friel. I've seen his main plays, uh, except this one. I don't know why I haven't seen it, because it has been done quite often. And it was uh, marvellous. It was absolutely beautiful. It had um, one of my favourite actors in, Justine Mitchell, 
who I worked with on Beginning, David Eldridge's play a million years ago. Uh, and it had Siobhan McSweeney, who is marvellous. Um, people may know her from as being the nun in Derry Girls. And it had one of the Derry Girls actors in it as well, the mad uh, cousin of the lead sort of central character. And it was beautiful. The set was, I wasn't very impressed with the lighting, I have to say, but the set was absolutely beautiful. And uh, it was a story of five sisters and a brother, set in 1932, I think, was it 35? Anyway, mid-30s. And uh, The Man Behind. We had a showstop, actually, interestingly, and I've never been in the audience for a showstop before. Um, I'm not quite sure what the problem was. I think it was someone in the audience taken ill. But the company manager, actually, was the same company manager as beginning, strangely. Um came on and uh, shuffled the poor actors off. Uh, so that was interesting. And um, while they were all off, the man behind us, who had a very loud voice, was informing the people with he that he was with of what the relationship with, of all the characters were. Uh, the fact that they were just simply five sisters and a brother or four sisters and a brother, uh, he seemed to have missed that fact because it was a very, very complicated family tree that he went through and it was absolute rubbish. I don't know what he was talking about. Um, I bit my tongue. Another annoying thing, actually, but the woman I was sitting next to was Irish loud and quite scary, was about the National Theatre of this brilliant idea of cans of water. So as soon as the lights go down, everybody opens their can of water. So it's click, psh, click, psh, all around the auditorium. That was extremely annoying. And they've also got... Um, and I'm not against nuts as a snack, but they've got packets of nuts in very noisy packets. And of course, people sit and crunch them very loudly when you're sitting next to them. So um, I wasn't going to say anything because she, she was a bit scary. But I wanted to say something to the woman next to me. But it didn't spoil my enjoyment of the show. And uh, it was great. It was beautiful, beautiful. It's finished now, so I can't recommend it on to anybody. Uh, unless they do it again. So uh, that was all marvellous. And then Saturday I did two shows. Next week's a bit sad. It's the last week of the show. Uh, I won't be there for the last night because we're going down to Chichester to see Eileen Atkins in a play called 4,000 Miles, I think. Uh, so my last night will be on next Friday and I'm going to be very sad. Um, I think we're having a bit of a celebration between shows on Wednesday and uh, oh the other big news is I've got work on the next show uh, which I think is not going to be a bundle of laughs and I've got work on the show after that uh, about which I know very little so um, I've got work in, into September which is quite good actually um, reading, I've nearly finished Notes on Blindness, which is an absolutely uh, incredible book, and I highly recommend it to just anybody to read. I just think it's a book that needs reading. And I've started a new book, which I'm absolutely loving as well. It's not very often I read a book I don't really enjoy, actually, called The Sentence by Louise Erdrich or Erdrich. I've, she's written an astonishing amount. I've never read anything by her. Um, it, reading the back cover, it sounds like this sort of cosy um, sort of novel, but uh, it's not. 
but it's it's very uh, funny, uh, and it's set in mm. Minnesota. But it's the main character is a Native American or a na- of of Native American ancestry, um, and there is a bit of an in joke. It's set in a bookshop, and the author runs a bookshop as well uh, in real life. So. Um, more on that as I get further into it, but I'm enjoying it enormously. Uh, that just leaves a very exciting evening of Cleo on Netflix, followed by, I can't remember if I mentioned it before, Mr. Queen, which is the new South Korean Netflix uh, series I'm obsessed with. can't remember if I mentioned it. It's about a chef, I think I did, a chef that knocks himself out in a swimming pool and ends up in the body of a 19th century empress. Um in South Korea, or Korea it would have been at that time. Uh, thoroughly recommend it if you've got an hour and 20 minutes, which is roughly the length of each episode. Um, but as with all the South Korean stuff, it's every single genre all shoved into one thing uh, to fabulous effect. One minute you're laughing, one minute you're crying, the next minute you're on the edge of your seat. Uh, they're just... They're great. If anyone hasn't watched a Korean, uh, South Korean drama, uh, I can thoroughly recommend you starting with uh, Crush Landing on You. But there's lots of others. Um, anyway, I'm going to have to get on because it's just really late now. Uh, and I've got to edit this thing and I'm all a bit cross. But the weather's beautiful. Uh, and I went mad and put shorts on today. So uh, make of that what you will. And I think that's all I've got to say. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys that bank holiday. I'm sure this podcast will add to, to it in a very positive way. And thank you for listening.